What's up, everybody? The new UFC trailer just dropped. Dude, I gotta tell you. I'm excited. I wanna play it. That's all I got for you. Make sure you follow me, Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram. Official underscore PITM on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later. UFC 293 around the corner. So we're going to get into that. Today was the launch of the Tyson Fury Francis Ngannou fight. I had no idea that was happening and I was scrolling through YouTube, you know, having my breakfast and then it popped up. Then the other thing I didn't know was <laughs> the, the UFC press conference because for those that know me personally know that, well, Adrian, you're a night owl. So why the hell are you complaining? But recently I've been waking up at like 5.30 a.m. and like my schedule's been going from 5.30 to midnight, like midnight's my bedtime. And I have to keep it like that because I'm like a child and if I mess up my schedule, my whole days get messed up and that's not good for anybody. So I didn't watch the press conference live when I woke up this morning. I watched it. It was pretty good. I'm gonna tell you guys, I like Sean's chances, okay? He's a brown belt. Of course, I believe him and Izzy are the same level of jujitsu because I'm of the firm belief that it also depends on who gives you your belt. Like, yes, Connor's a black belt, but it's not the same as getting a black belt from Eddie Bravo or Gracie. And I, I don't mean that to be disrespectful to John Kavanaugh. I really don't. I don't know his credentials in the jiu-jitsu world, but compared to an Eddie Bravo, an Andre Gavallo, a John Danaher, I don't think it's the same level, in my opinion. Again, this is my opinion, and this is no ill will towards John or anything. He's a great coach. Uh, I don't understand why people give him a lot of flag re in recent years. People say he's a horrible coach that Connor should leave SBG Ireland. I don't get where that's coming from. He's a great coach. I'm just saying in my philosophy, there's levels to who gives you your black belt. Case in point, Gio Martinez. Eddie Bravo gave him his black belt three years after he started. Three and a half years, something like that. But that's because that guy had a background in breakdancing. So he already knew more or less how to move his body. So you teach him the chokes and all that stuff. It came naturally to him and his brother. Him and his brother, those guys are good, man. They're actually going to be in Japan for the quintet. Coming back and I believe instead of fight pass now it's going to be on the zone. Let me look into that. I'll let you guys know. We're going to look at it right now. So for those that don't know, Quintet is from the mine of Sakuraba. What it is basically is you get a five-man team. It, the weight doesn't matter. None of that matters. Um, It's just jujitsu, right? And like, it's like um, survival. If, if one guy could take out a whole team and it's also gamesmanship, right? And you could be like, well, I, I probably can't tap this guy. But if I can't, like, because if they go over the limit, both guys are out. But let me see this. Slow Grappling is proud to announce our new streaming partnership with Japanese-based Team Nogi Grappling Event Quintet with plans to air all their incredible events through 2024 in North and South America. Quintet announced earlier this year that their plans as an organization to return after a brief hiatus and will be holding their first event on Sunday, September 10th in Yoko 
Yokohama, Japan. But there's also a partnership with the zone. That's what I'm looking for. Wait, wait, here it is. Here it is. A joint event launched by Fight Promotion K1 and Grappling Organization Quintet will stream via the zone on September 10th. According to the release, M1 Sports Media KK and Robaland Incorporated, the companies that respectfully organized the striking martial art event K1 and the grappling tournament quintet recently signed a capital and business alliance aimed at global expansion. As the first step in this ambitious initiative, the two companies have agreed to align with DAZN, the world's largest sports streaming service, with a strong backing of DAZN. As a media partner, they aim to showcase the unique aspects of striking and grappling, of striking and grappling martial arts to a global audience. Both K1 and Quinten will have additional joint and individual events streamed live on the platform in 2023 and 2024. Reboot takes place in Yokohama Arena in Yokohama, Japan, features two events in the same venue on the same day. The K1 card includes an open weight eight-man tournament along with a super bantamweight championship match between reigning champion Kahiro Kaniko and Mashashi Kumura. All told, the K1 portion will be ha- will have approximately 15 to 16 bouts. Meanwhile, Quintet will see four five-member teams compete in a grappling tournament pride fighting championship legend Kashiku Zakaraba Kazushi. Sorry if you heard I'm so, I got distracted by, by my phone. His name is Kazushi Sakuraba. Kazushi, well, I don't know what I said in the beginning, but I got distracted by my phone. Will take part while his oldest son, Kaisi Sakuraba, will make his professional debut at the event against Olympic judo gold medalist Masato Yoshida. Yoshiba, sorry. So there's that. So this is a joint event. Dude, that's pretty crazy. I know 10th Planet is a part of it. That's pretty crazy, man. Two events, same building. It's something like what um, Ryzen just did it. But this is crazier because it's two events of two different sports. And then you're going to come and tell me, well, didn't Bellator do it a while back? What they called, I believe it was called Dynamite, where they had like kickboxing fights and MMA fights. They had like the cage side by side with the ring. It was nuts, bro. What did they call that now that I think of it? It was called Dynamite. Dude, they did it in San Jose. Let's read the background. The event was announced on air during a pre-Bellator 138 press conference as a three-tier hybrid event show. With glory kickboxing, similar sh- super shows have taken have long taken place in Japan. As a tribute to these, the main card fighters were introduced as a group at the top of the TV broadcast. The event was headlined by Bellator Light Heavyweight Championship fight between Liam McGeary and Tito Ortiz. Liam McGeary beat the brakes off of him, okay? And like everybody was like, what's going on? Tito should have destroyed him. Liam McGeary was the man, bro. And then something happened. I guess Father Time caught up to him. How old is he now? Nah, he's 40. He shouldn't be fighting anymore. Yeah, he's no longer in the contract with Bellator. And it goes on. Second tier of the show was a glory kickboxing card that, that was headlined by a bout for the vacant glory light heavyweight championship. This portion of the card also featured Bellator mixed martial artist Paul Daly. The third tier of the show was a one-night four-man light heavyweight tournament featuring Phil Davis, Mohamed Lawal, Emmanuel Newton, and Linton Vassell. And I think... King did King Mo win? King Mo won, but he got hurt in the process, so he couldn't continue. And then Bill Davis was the one that ended up being Liam McGeary. I remember watching that. That was nuts. But let's talk about the UFC fights happening, bro. Israel Adesanya will take on Sean Strickland. Taito Ibasa will take on Alexander Volkov. 
Manal Cape will take on Felipe Dos Santos. Justin Tava will take on Austin Lane. Tyson Pedro will take on Anton Tukaji. I hope I said that right. Carlos Umberg will take on Jung Dan Un. Is Jung Dan Un the turtle? No, it's not the turtle. Not the turtle. Okay, so Justin Tafa versus Austin Lane. That was the fight that I got confused. That was Justin Tafa's brother that I thought they rescheduled. This is the rescheduled of that fight because it ended in an eye poke. So they just rescheduled it. I like Tyson Pedro in this fight. He's one of my favorite fighters to watch because when that guy's on, he's on, man. Oh, check it out. Landon Quiones is going to fight Nasa Happerset. I'm gonna start happy That's cool. He was on Team McGregor. But dude, the, the exchange between Manel and Israel was funny because I because it says right here that he was supposed to fight Kai Car France, but Kai Car France had to pull out because he got a concussion. And Kai Car France was in the crowd because of course he's supporting Israel. That's his boy. And so the way they were sitting, it was Tyson, Justin. Manel, Ty, and Israel. So can you imagine a flyweight and then a heavyweight and then the middleweight champion? They're all sitting there. And this guy, go this guy goes, he's like, I'm sitting here looking at you. I have to look at you. And he like threw something at him that Israel stood up. And, I, and then he goes, he's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? This is Manel telling Israel, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And then he goes, bro, I know you're not talking shit to me. I will fucking bury you. That's what he told him. I was like, holy shit. And then, and then Taitui Boss is like sitting there like saying, yo, nobody start fighting, nobody start fighting. And then Sean Strickland's on the other side of the table going, Izzy, calm down, you're a good guy. I'm supposed to be the bad guy here. Stop taking away my shine. He said something along those lines. It was hilarious, bro. Hilarious. But like looking at this card, is it worth $80? I don't know. I don't know. Because now they're talking that Strickland um, isn't even going to get the title shot. Next, that it might be the winner of Paulo Costa and Hamza, especially if Hamza wins. Let's see if I can find anything. Drinkers do please is next after UFC 293. Dana White reminds you how much I love guys who turn down fights. The answer to who is next for the UFC 293 main event winner isn't as easy as some people may anticipate. Following Dana White's contender series on Tuesday at the UFC Apex, promotions president Dana White was asked about if the previously penciled in title challenger Drickis Duplices will face the title holder after Saturday. While he did not provide an alternative, White said White was non-committal to the proposed idea, but made a point of Duplices' inclination of the previous offer to fight Saturday in Sydney. You know how much I love guys who turn down fights, White said. I don't know. We'll see what happens Saturday, and then we'll go from there. White has longly and very openly despised the concept of fighters unwilling to take big fights for circumstantial reasons when called upon. Though divisions are ever evolving, it's unclear what alternative could supplement should the promotion not go in the direction to places for Saturday's UFC 293 event. Top contender Jared Cannonier will weigh in as a backup fighter should unforeseen circumstances render Adesanya restricted and unable to compete. I mean, what was the reason for him pulling out? Let me see if it'll tell me on the Wikipedia page. It just says right here, Drake is pulled out of the fight and disclosed injury and was eventually replaced by Sean Strickland. So nobody knows. I mean, what does it say here? Drake is is advised he better show up at UFC 293 or risk losing a title shot. But okay, he's not showing up. Drake is recently fought and defeated Robert Whitaker via TKO this past July at UFC 290. It was anticipated that Dill Knox and the last style bender would be next to battle around in the octagon. However, Duplicy sustained a foot injury at UFC 290 and was unavailable to compete as early as this month. 
Hence, Adesanya versus Strickland became the ticket at UFC 293. Dude, don't tell me they're going to talk about a chill video. They probably are. And it was during a recent video uploaded to his YouTube channel that ex-middleweight and light heavyweight UFC contender Chell Sonnen discussed the much-anticipated title fight this weekend and the role of Drickus Duplessis saying, Who is he going to call out after his match with Sean Strickland? He's never left the cage without letting the audience know who's next. And by the way, he's gotten way, he's gotten his way 100% of the time. If Izzy wins, it appears it's going to be Duplessis or Hamza Chimaev, should he beat Paulo Costa. Make no mistake about it, there is some marching orders. Concluding, Sonnen shared, Israel has told Duplessis you need to be there. Step number one, you need to come here and you need to be here. He's not joking about that. If he's in the cage and he looks out and there is no Duplessis who did not do the one thing that Izzy told him you need to do, I don't think he's going to call him out. If Duplessis doesn't go, I do not believe he's going to be a part of the story. If he doesn't show up, I think it's going to be a problem. And I'm convinced he's going to and I'm convinced he's going to show up. It's true. Israel Asanya was disappointed that he would not be facing Drake's Duplessis at UFC 293. Also true that should Adesanya defeat Strickland this weekend, there is no guarantee that Duplessis will get the nod for the next battle in the cage. In fact, Adesanya took tags with the following warning to Duplessis. UFC 293, I call the shots. You don't call the shots, dickless. You need to understand this. You can sit pretty wherever you want. But if I decide to, I might give whoever wins between Costa and Hamza, not you. I might give it to whoever wins between Costa and Hamza, not you. Do you think Drickus will appear cage side this weekend? If not, do you believe, as Sonnen does, that he is sabotaging his own shot at the title? I mean, there's that, and then... Let me see. Right. <laughs> Listen to this. UFC World Fury is after Israel Adesanya's coach reveals new condition for Drickus Duplessis to get a title shot. Let's read it. Let's read it. Addressing the situation surrounding the top-ranked contender Drickus Duplessis and his potential class with Adesanya Berman unveiled that Duplessis did not proceed with his bout due to injury. Consequently, this has led to the need for a new opponent to step into the octagon against Adesanya, who is now facing Sean Strickland. However, these comments have triggered a wave of trolling aimed at Izzy's coach. But what did he say? I don't want to play the video. Duplessis was the UFC's clear choice to challenge Adesanya after his most recent win. Okay, here we go. Israel Adesanya's head coach, Eugene Behrman, doesn't think that Drickus Duplessis and his team should assume they have a guaranteed title shot after Adesanya fights Sean Strickland next month. Still Knox scored the biggest win in his career at UFC 290 when he finished former middleweight champion Robert Whittaker in the second round. And immediately after the fight, he and Adesanya faced off in the cage to start building hype around a matchup that the fans expected to take place at UFC 293 in Australia. The UFC has now booked Sean Strickland to meet Adesanya at UFC 293 after Duplessis indicated he wouldn't be ready for the event. And Perriman was asked during a submission radio interview if he expected the South African to get the title shot after Strickland. And then this is, this is Eugene. Well, I don't make the call, but the problem is if you don't step up and take the fight, you go into the pool, Perriman explained. That's a fact. Nothing in this sport is solid until there's something signed on the dotted line. If he's got nothing signed on the dotted line, then he's out there in, in the ether. Duplessis does currently occupy the number one contender spot in the UFC middleweight division, but Behrman understands that there are never any guarantees in the sports 
biggest promotions unless you've actually signed a contract. He had a shot. It's the same shot that many of my boys have here had here. Fought for titles or have had titles. You never, never, never. And we've fought with horrific injuries because you don't take that lightly. And the problem with them is I've had an injury and yet yeah, it's been a bad injury. So what? You've taken your shot for granted. You think you're going to get it again? But you don't know what this machine does. You don't know the UFC. You don't know what they do. You don't know how they twist and turn things. Never feel comfortable with where you are. If there's something in front of you that you've been working for your whole life, don't think for a minute just like that. And he had it and he let it slip. So they can't be sitting comfortably thinking that we've got the next shot. I mean, why not? Who else is there? Hamza? What if Paulo beats his ass? And then after Hamza, who is it? Stipe said out. Now I know what you're going to tell me. Well, Adrian, you're comparing middleweight to heavyweight. I mean, I know. I know. But look at what he did to Robert Whitaker, bro. I mean... Izzy knocked him out in the first round, but like Robert was having success in that fight. And like, I honestly believe Robert's game plan in the first fight is what led to his knockout. The way he was ducking in, it essentially led to the first round knockdown. But in the Drickus fight, Drickus dominated the whole fight. So who's next? Hamza? Okay, let Hamza take the shot. Let him take it. And what if Izzy beats Hamza? Who's after that? Like this whole thing? And then you have to think of, well, what if Paulo just beats the brakes off of Hamza? You don't know. I mean, this whole thing, it like, it makes me upset, man. Because, like, I understand that you go, because he has a very um heavy grappling style. So if his foot is hurt, you, you don't think that he's looking at that like going, oh, man, well, we should figure something out here, bro, because I'm not going to be able to perform my best. You know what I'm saying here? So I don't know. I think Drickis should get the next shot, but that's just me. Let me see if I can find anything on Nick Diaz, bro. Nick Diaz looking absolutely ripped in training photos with Derek Lewis. Nick Diaz has been training hard based on recent photos posted to his Instagram that shows he's startling physical transformation. That shows a startling physical transformation. The enigmatic older Diaz brother has been out of the spotlight since losing his last UFC fight. Robbie Lawler back in September of 2021. Later on, his coach revealed the original Stockton slapper had been suffering through a serious neck injury that impacted his performance. A return to fighting was promised, but nothing has materialized thus far. Who knows if it will, but Diaz is certainly looking in fighting shape these days. New photos posted to his Instagram account showed him shredded like we've rarely seen him before. He's got a six-pack. His obliques are unreal. The man is 40 years old and in peak physical condition. He's also training along someone surprising, alongside someone surprising. UFC heavyweight champion Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, has been known for passing on hard cardio sessions in the past. Now he's running alongside Diaz, who is well known for participating in triathlon. No wonder he's looking so good lately. That's hilarious. I mean, yeah, man. But you know what I find funny? This is what I find funny is that I remember seeing pictures of Nick and my boy, he was looking shredded. And then I remember like about three weeks before his fight with Robbie Lala, I remember going on his Instagram and he was on a boat partying with a girl. So I'm like, dude, what the heck's going on? And then he shows up the way he showed up at the fight out of shape and stuff. Like It was crazy, bro. Crazy. And it goes on to say, this is great news for Diaz fan with whether he ends up fighting or not. They're walking away from active competition in 2015 after a loss later deemed a no contest to Anderson Silva. Diaz spent years living it up on the club scene. To see him seemingly healthy and focused is great. Perhaps he's watching perhaps watching his little brother Nate Diaz pocket an eight-figure purse against Jake Paul has lit a fire under him. If so, he's gonna have to make something happen soon as 
good as he looks, there's a big difference between looking yoked and being healthy enough to compete in the cage. Neck and back problems don't just disappear completely, and Diaz has had a lot of miles on his body after fighting professionally since 2001. Let's hope he gets one or two more fights in before running a long-distance marathon off into the sunset. Perhaps a rematch against George St. Pierre in grappling? I mean, there is that. Like, there have been rumors that Nate is, Nick is probably going to be the one to grapple George in December, but that's all it is, rumors. Like, there's nothing else besides that. But we'll leave it there, guys. Um, Enjoy the fights. This Oh, wait, 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 wait. So did we go over all the fights? Um, My only um problem, uh, there's tied to Ibasa versus Alexander Volkov. That's going to be a good fight. But it's Alexander Volkov's, like, uh, his fluidity versus... Taito Ibasa's power, you know? That's what I feel. But we shall see, man. We shall see. I can't wait. Again, like I said, worth $80. I don't know. But my only worry for the main event is, like, Israel Costas, like he has in his past fights, where, like, he'll do enough just to win. Like, he won't take risks. Because I'm telling you, Sean Strickland's a good fighter. Does he say outrageous things? Yes. Um, But is he a good fighter? Also, yes. So, I don't know, man. It should be good. If Israel loses, he gets an immediate title shot. Okay, so that Drickis, all that stuff we read about Drickis goes out the window. If Israel wins, like, okay, here's what they should do. Listen to me. If Israel loses, you give him the immediate title shot early next year, and then you put the winner of Hamza, Kimayev, and Paulo Costa in there with Drickis Duplices. He fights them, and then you get your next title challenger there. But I don't know, man. This should be crazy. It should be good. That's all I got for you. Make sure you follow me, Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram, official underscore. P-I-T-M on X. Peace, guys. Later.